Hey, everybody. My name is Sarah Kreger. Uh, I'm an emergency physician and intensivist at UCLA, and this is the ICU-EDU podcast. Today, we're doing blood gas reading skills ABG number three. So in blood gas reading skills ABG number one, we talked about one ABG in three different patients. This time, we're going to talk about one patient with three different ABGs. So this is a 65-year-old woman with obesity hypoventilation syndrome and COPD. And she comes in for her first visit. And her first visit is for sort of uh, generalized weakness, not really feeling well, some malaise, maybe some dysuria. And you get an ABG on her. And her ABG has a pH of 7.33, a CO2 of 75, an O2 of 71, and a bicarb of 38. And the rest of her labs come back and, you know, mildly elevated white count, and she has a UTI. But the resident comes to you and he's like, well, I don't know. She has a really high CO2 and she has this history of COPD. So I started treating her for a COPD exacerbation. Um, so I started some steroids and some NEBs and so forth. But this lady actually just has a UTI because that CO2 of 75 doesn't actually tell you that she's having a COPD exacerbation. This is one of the few times where it's just a UTI for once. Um, why? How do we know that? Well, it's all about her bicarb. Because when somebody has a chronic respiratory acidosis, and it doesn't even matter why, it could be obesity hypoventilation, it could be COPD, it could be interstitial lung disease where they have a chronically elevated CO2. But if you have a chronic respiratory acidosis, your body's going to compensate by retaining bicarb and having a chronic compensatory metabolic alkalosis. And the degree of that metabolic alkalosis is proportionate to the degree of the respiratory acidosis it's chronically compensating for. Now, that's a very useful thing. Why? Because what that means is that you can use somebody's bicarb to calculate their baseline CO2. So, in this lady, her bicarb's 38. So what does that tell us? Well, there's a calculation we can do to determine what her baseline CO2 is if her baseline bicarb is 38. And the calculation is this. For every four, the bicarb is elevated above normal. The CO2 will be elevated by 10 above normal. That's the correction rule for a chronic respiratory acidosis with metabolic compensation. So how does that work out in this lady? So her bicarb is 38. 38 minus a normal bicarb of 24 is 14. Then we're going to say 14 divided by 4 is 3.5. 3.5 times 10 is 35. So her CO2 is going to be 35 above normal. So we'll call a normal CO2 40. 35 plus 40 is 75. So she is at her baseline normal CO2. She lives there. It's just a UTI. We don't need to treat her, admit her for his COPD exacerbation. We can just address her UTI and send her home, which is what we did. So patient goes home. She come back again two weeks later. And this time she's coming back. And now she's kind of altered. She's not feeling well. She's pretty tachypnic and complaining of some shortness of breath. Her ABG today is a pH of 7.24, a CO2 of 92, an O2 of 61, and a bicarb of 39. Now, we already went through the exercise of calculating that her baseline CO2 is 
about 75, right? And she's coming in again. And again, you know, her bicarb's 39, sort of 38, 39. So we know that her baseline CO2 should be about 75, but it's now 91. So now, now she has another disorder. So she has a chronic respiratory acidosis. She has a chronic compensatory metabolic alkalosis. And now she has an acute respiratory acidosis on top of her chronic respiratory acidosis. So now we're going to maybe admit her for a COPD exacerbation, prioritize the bicar or prioritize the BiPAP, prioritize the NEBS, the steroids. Because now, now she has a COPD exacerbation, most likely, because now she has an acute respiratory acidosis on top of her chronic respiratory acidosis. Okay, third visit. Lady comes in a couple weeks later. And now she's coming in and she's really, really altered. Um, she's altered. She's febrile. She's a little hypotensive. She doesn't look great. And her ABG looks like this. Her pH is 7.16. Her CO2 is 72. Her O2 is 75. And her bicarb is now 25. And you look and you know that she has an anion gap of 24. What is going on here? Well, we go back in the chart. So we're like, we think we've seen this lady before. We go back in the chart. And we're like, huh, her baseline bicarb is 38. What's going on here? So this time, this visit, what this lady probably has, I'm just going to guess sepsis, pyelonephritis maybe, but today her respiratory status is actually at baseline, right? We figured out that her baseline bicarb, 38, and so a CO2 of 72 is kind of normal for her. That's fine. What is her problem today? Her problem is an acute anion gap metabolic acidosis. And again, she now has three disorders. She has her chronic respiratory acidosis, which is a baseline. She has her chronic compensatory metabolic alkalosis. And now she has an acute anion gap metabolic acidosis, probably due to sepsis. Maybe her lactate's high with the fever and the sort of hypotension not looking good. And you're like, well, but her bicarb's normal, quote unquote. And it's normal but it's not. It's not normal for her because her baseline bicarb is 38 and now her bicarb is 25. So it's not normal for her. So you can't get fooled by that quote unquote normal appearing bicarb. But if it's in a lady where her baseline is a lot higher than that, it could be an acute metabolic acidosis that's masked by her chronic metabolic alkalosis. So that is one patient with three different ABGs. And that is the most recent installment of Blood Gas Series number three. Thanks for listening.